Welcome back to another episode of the Pick a Seat, Not a Side podcast. Today, I'm so, so, so excited to be here with somebody who's just really special to me. Um, Her name is Jen, and she is a phenomenal bridal hairstylist and phenomenal educator, and she personally taught me everything that I know. So I'm excited to pick her brain a little bit. I'm excited to talk about education in the industry and why it's important and what to look for and all those great things. Um, So before we get started, of course, we always, always, always have to start off with what's making us feel fantastic this week. And after we hop into that, I will just tell you a little bit about how we met and then we'll get her interpretation of how we met um, and then we'll get right into it. So uh, Jen, start us off. Tell me, talk to us about all the good things. Talk to me about what you're feeling this week, how you're vibing, what's making you feel high vibration. So this week I invested a lot in my career, which I like to do. I try to do quarterly or I don't know, maybe like every six months. And I enrolled in a class with Sonata, you know, that's my girl. Yeah, um, it's very expensive. So I'd been holding off. So I finally committed and jumped into that. And then I also enrolled in another business course to kind of get more education on that side. So I feel like I was getting a little stale and the wedding season kind of was taken over. So I had to take a step back and just reinvest in it. So I feel really good about that. Period. I love that. I love that. Um, And as far as me and my week, I feel like what's making me feel great is just like the outlook on 2024. And I know that I talked about this in the last episode and maybe the episode before that is that I'm just in a season of like getting things together and getting things ready for 2024. But specifically what's making me feel great is just like meeting and chatting and vibing with all the new brides that are inquiring. Um, And I'm just excited to like set the stage for how I want 2024 to look. Um, But I feel like I let 2023 tell me what it was going to do. So I'm excited to tell 2024 what I need it to do. So That is what's making me feel great. I'm excited to meet all the new brides that are incoming for 2024. And I'm just excited to change things up so that it's a better experience for me, better experience for the team and better experience for the brides. Okay, so I have to tell you guys a little bit about how Jen and I met, um, and then I want to get her interpretation (laughs) of how we met, but Jen actually came to me by way of another artist in the industry when I was doing lash extensions. I think it was Kelsey. Was it Kelsey? Megan. Oh, Megan. She didn't come yet. She just, we were stalking a while on Instagram. She saw your page. And then I just tried it. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. You were the guinea she pig just to make you, sure it was so. legit. <laughs> um, but Jen actually came to me by way of lash extensions when I used to do them. I don't do them anymore. Don't ask. Um, but when she first came in, <laughs> like I had just opened the studio not that long ago. I was like trying to make everything super like luxurious and like focus on the client experience. And then she comes in and I'm like, hi, before we start, can I get you a glass of water or anything? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> this, I don't know that we're going to get along. Um, but it turns out, obviously we're here right now. It turns out that the conversation just flowed and what, 
I think attracted me to you, obviously in a platonic way, was that you were just so open to share information and what works for you and um, things that I can incorporate. You were open and willing to share ideas. And I actually met her in a season where I was just getting the team started. Um, and I'll, I'll protect names from this story, but I was just getting the team started and there were two girls that were on a mutual team in the industry that had approached me about joining my bridal team. Um, and obviously I said, yes, like they're super talented hairstylists. So at the time I had only provided makeup and I think at the time it was only me and Frankie providing makeup. So I was like, yes, absolutely. Two talented hairstylists. Yeah, you can totally join. Um, the owner of that company had gotten wind of it. And I think the story was manipulated and twisted just a little bit. Um, but the owner of that company had threatened litigation. And at the time I had just opened a studio, just started my team. So that was really, really, really freaking intimidating. And I was like, you know what? F it. Let's just give it all up. Maybe I jumped into this too soon. Maybe I'm not meant for this. Um, and I was sharing this story with Jen and she was like, well, wait, why don't I just teach you how to do hair? And I was like, wait, are you serious? You want to teach me? And what I appreciate about you is that you didn't even at the time, now don't ask her to educate you for free, but at the time, what I appreciate is that you just genuinely wanted to help me. You weren't like looking for money. You weren't looking for anything in return. You were like, no, I just want you to learn. And you don't find that in the industry anymore. Yeah. I feel like you thought your career was over and like, it, it didn't take as much. Like I know it meant a lot to you, but it didn't take much for me to teach you that. So like it was a little bit of my time that hopefully changed your whole career. Like I think you would have made it without me anyway. You were just really down that week and you would have, No, <laughs> you are not going to give up, but just saying that one person could have that much effect on you in a negative way, like, and then I can have so much in a positive way, like, uh, and, you know, I'm really community over competition, like, we probably don't even, there's so many clients, there's too many for everyone, so for me to take a few hours out of a few weeks to help you build this, like, it was worth it for me, and I just know when I meet someone, um, yeah, the water thing, <laughs> I was... <laughs> in a panic because I was like I need these lashes not to be like this this and this and I didn't want you to misunderstand that and be like this client and then it happened anyway from water so I'm glad we all <laughs> got past that but yeah <laughs> just seeing you in like such a panic over to me it was a simple solution like you these two stylists can't work for you for a fake litigation then like you can do it yourself and then once you can do it you can teach everyone and it just keeps going on and look how many people you've already taught so it just keeps on giving so I love it I know that you say that I like would have figured it out without you, but I really wouldn't have. Cause at the time I didn't know any other bridal hairstylist that produced work at the level that I wanted to produce work. And I didn't know any at the time that would be willing to teach me. So yeah, I guess I, I do always just assume like, everyone can do it but I am grateful and I don't realize like not everyone has the network I have like all of my friends in the industry we used to just support each other so like I can call any of my friends like oh you just posted the style I have a bride trial next week like show me and they're right there showing me so for me like I know if I like you as soon as I meet you we became friends and you're my friend who like needed help so for sure but I guess I just assume like everyone has them opportunities and they don't 
No, no, not at all. So that is how we met. That is how we connected. And I am just so excited for Jen's education career to take off. But I want to make sure that you're formally introduced. So tell the people who you are, what you do, where you're located. So my name is Jen. I own um, Bridal by JB. I actually just opened a salon in Ben Salem in July. It's still opening but it is open um i started off at a blow dry bar in 2012 funny story i started there because i was scared of the salon so i was like let me just get my feet wet with a little styling because like i can never make money off of this and then i'll go into cut and color in center city and like live my best life well little did i know i fell in love with styling um i ended up i was working in the suburbs and then they opened a location in rittenhouse where i wanted to be so then i came down there i ended up being a manager there Long story short, um, the company, the owner sold the company, got new owners. I left. It just wasn't a fit for me anymore. But in that moment, I knew like I wasn't going to give up styling. And I also knew I didn't want to work for anyone anymore. So I just what happened was I got one inquiry and I was like, this bride wants me. Um, After I had a heart attack, I sent her a contract. (laughs) (laughs) It literally just said like. Jennifer will be there on this date. You will pay me. Like, <laughs> if she didn't pay me, I don't know what would have happened. Um, but, and then it just kept going. I just, I worked for everyone and anyone. I didn't even care what they were paying. Someone would text me, are you available this day? I'm like, yep, I'll be there. What time? Half the time, I didn't even know what I was getting paid until after. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best thing that happened for my career. But, so I started booking, um, I was probably a second artist for, Maybe like two years, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. And I still am a second artist if I have the availability. Um, But then I just started booking on my own, um, keeping dates saved for me. I wasn't ready, but I took a leap and got a studio in New Jersey. Um, I figured it out. And then a year later, I or a year and a half later, I opened the salon in Ben Salem. And that's going great. Even then, I was a little nervous. But now I'm not. It's only been three months. So. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And... How did you start teaching and like why, what made you, and actually I'm going to start that question over because I feel like when I go to teach someone, I'm like, oh my God, does this make sense? Maybe I should just like send them a YouTube link. This is a lot. Like, I feel like it's a lot of responsibility to take on. So what made you say like, all right, I want to be an educator. So it's still really new and I feel like I just have like, imposter syndrome really bad whereas even still I'm like what what am I doing like I'm not an educator but really like I am and I do have a lot to teach people um you were probably one of the first people and the fact that I didn't charge you is what gave me all that confidence I feel like charging you wasn't an option like it didn't even cross my mind and then you kept trying to give me money and I'm like maybe I should do this and then seeing how much you progress from like those classes that I didn't plan I was just like meeting with my friend and showing her how I do hair and then seeing you grow so much I'm like all right maybe and then I stepped back from it again and then I had someone um my friend Pyle she has a really successful bridal business she messaged me recently to do a class and I feel like that's when it really kind of clicked like recently where I'm like I want to start promoting education because people who are already successful are messaging me and then people like you who felt like you were going to give up has grown so much so I I know I can help people. Um, Of course, the money's a benefit, but honestly, I just love to see everyone grow and like win. And if me given my time can do that, then that's what I want to do. Period. I love that. And I feel like you're underselling how good of a teacher you are too, because when I came to you, I didn't even know how to hold a curling iron. (laughs) Like, no, remember I booked, I I literally booked a (laughs) curling iron. 
I booked a class because I was like, how do I curl with a regular clamp iron and not the bionic style winder? I feel like that, like, I didn't realize how much I do enjoy education until recently because um, I do real estate too and I'm a mentor there. And I think for me is I naturally just want to help people and I never like, for you, when you said how to use a curling iron, like, I love that. I want to go, like, down to the basics. Like, I don't expect anything. I don't think someone's, like, dumb. So I feel like the industry needs more people like that. Like, I've taken classes, and I'm like, why do they assume I knew this part? And then, like, I didn't get what I wanted. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I can give a lot in the industry if I introduced education. Ooh, I have an off-script question for you now that you mentioned that. So... Like, you mentioned the part about taking a class, and you're like, well, wait, like... how do we get here like hold on did I miss a step what do you feel like educators need to be considering when they're putting a course together the education market is growing like a lot of people are like for me I booked a class and like it was just booked and done like I feel like when I booked it with you I'm like well what what do you need and like I feel like, like, and people have to put a little more time. Like, when I book a class, like, I knew you, we met, and, like, I knew you wanted, like, down to nothing. But, like, when someone else asks me, I'm like, let me see their page. Like, I want to see where their work's at. Uh, my friend Suzette, she's like, I'm slowly bringing her on my team. I'm like, had her come and do a content day because I want to see what she's doing. Like, I want to see where she needs to work. I feel like everyone's just like black and white. Like I curl, I pin. And it's like, well, you don't even know what I need help with. Like maybe just like a five minute conversation. Like where's my struggle to understand a little bit more. And a lot of people too, like even when they're educating, like I took classes to see how they educated. So like I invested in educating before I started doing it like Mm. I took a few classes and I'm paying attention to how they're teaching me and what works and a lot of it is like they're telling me why they're doing it like the one class I did we just watched her style five styles I don't think the girl said two words do you feel like in the industry and I see this all the time where it's like all right you can do and this is just talking about skill you can do a hands-on or you can just watch me do the demo do you feel like that's beneficial for people or do you think it should be combined because I feel like you don't know until you start to get your hands on and do the actual work so I feel like it depends because this is where I go back and forth too and I feel like some educators try to give you so much which is great but then it ends up being less so like if I take a class I rather do one style and then do hands-on then watch you do five styles and then do no hands-on because it's like it, it really depends on the style I'm trying to learn. So I can watch someone do a style and not do hands-on because a lot of things are kind of the same. So it depends on your level of experience. Like if you know how to do a low bun, you do know how to do a high bun. You just have to see how you're sectioning it and stuff. So I can watch you and be like, oh, okay, I just needed to change this. But now if I never did a glam wave, I need to do that hands-on. I need you to watch me do it and just see where I'm messing up and stuff. So I think it depends on the style and your level of experience. For sure. For sure. Um, And I think about that all the time. I'm like, how do you know whether to do the hands-on part or just do the demo part? But you make a really, really, really good point about like, it's, it just depends on where you're at as a stylist and in your career. So do you prefer teaching a group or do you prefer teaching one-on-one? I've done a group and it was for you. Yeah. You've done a group with us. Yeah. I think what was hard there is everyone was on a different level. So I think if I did it for a group of stylists who are already doing hair, whether it's just uh, bridal parties or 
just like getting in there. But when I have a mixture of someone who doesn't know how to hold a curl and iron versus someone who's already taken brides and they just want to get better. I think if I offered a group, I would need to make sure everyone's somewhat on the same page. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would rather one on one. I feel like what separates you as an educator is that you're really taking time to get to know where somebody is at. But how do you do that? How are you assessing where they're at before you go in and teach them. And then what if you think they're at one level and then they get there, they're at a different level, whether it be, you know, better or maybe lower than you expected. I feel like it's easy to tell. Like as soon as I see someone start styling, I can kind of know. So it's like, like, I feel like I don't assume, I kind of assume they know nothing. Even Mm -hmm. if someone, like when I just taught a class, I didn't know them. So I just told them, I'm going to assume you know nothing. If you already know it, just take it in. Um, but if I do think they know more and they don't, I just take a step back. It's like if I'm like tease here and I realize this person doesn't know how to tease, like I, I'll just take a step back. But I feel like what's different about me, too, is like I don't time my training. It's like, what did you come to learn? And then that part. Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to get through it. Like I, my goal is like I want them to get what they came for out of it. And if it's going to I don't know if that's going to take one hour or three hours. And maybe some people think like well you have to charge your hourly like I'm just not there yet I'm doing it because it's a passion too so for me I'd rather just take all the time we need I agree with that um I recently reached out to someone about education on specific hair and I did see their hourly rate which I'm never gonna tell somebody like don't charge that or that's too much because I hate when I log on on Facebook and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm looking for something affordable, something that won't break the bank. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but I looked at the hourly rate and I'm like, eh, <clears throat> okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to save up a little bit for that. But I'm also thinking like, how long do you expect to take with somebody? Because it's going to depend on where they're at. Yeah. And that might work for them. But for me, just charge me the max rate and I'll save for that. But I don't want to be like, unknown or like watching the clock um the class that i'm taking in february it says arrive at nine and i don't know when you're done and like i love that like part of me is like well am i going to be there till 9 p.m but the other part of me is like she's not letting me leave until i get what i want and Mm -hmm. like she's charging for that but like i'm waiting until i could afford it and that's what i want to do so yeah like that's the vibe i want like you're and i feel like that's what that educator's going for you're not leaving until you get it down (laughs) for sure for sure so i feel like i don't know how to word this and i was like i'm not going to ask you corporate sounding questions (laughs) but i literally don't know how else to word this but i can preface it and then i'll word it so i feel like there are more new stylists that are willing to invest in their education. But I feel like sometimes, and and actually, no, I'm not going to say sometimes, I'm going to say a lot of times when people get to a certain part in their career, they stop investing in education. And I get it. It happens. Like if you get busy or, you know, if you literally just cannot find the time or resources to be practicing your skills, to be learning and to stay up to date, I get that it happens happen sometimes but I feel like there's a a certain point where a lot of either makeup artists or hairstylists get in their industry and they just stop educating themselves so and I'm so sorry for the wording but what's your philosophy on education 
in the industry and why it's important? I honestly don't know if I would be so much education if I didn't have the people I surround myself with. They're always educating themselves. So Mm. I do feel like seeing them, like I'm held to a higher standard. I just surround myself with people who are like better than me. Um, So then I want to be as good as them and they're always educating themselves. I feel like that played a big part if I was alone in this industry. Maybe Mm -hmm. I would never even do education. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And then the other reason I feel like people don't is I think people just start getting that fast money especially if they have a side job or something it's like i want to make a quick 600 a thousand dollars this weekend no one's thinking about investing it back in they're probably not even spending on something important right i've been through that i had a job and did hair and it was like free money um so i never really thought about reinvesting it in my career i guess but I think it's important because you see these people doing hair and no shade. But if you look at their page three years ago, it's like the same hair. And it's like, how do you think all of us are getting better and progressing? I'm not just doing the same thing every weekend. I'm watching videos, subscribing to people's subscriptions, taking classes with the best people who are better than me and who I want to be like. And that's the only way. So I just think some people are comfortable. They don't they want to be on the next level, but they're comfortable where they are. Do you feel like it's ego based, too? Like I can't bear to be the student and not be in this like leadership ish kind of position. Yeah, I do. I do think a lot of it is ego. Um, And I think a lot of it's to do with social media. Like people, everyone appears to be the best on social media. So Mm -hmm. do they have to humble themselves and take a class, which that could never be me. I will literally take a class. Like, I'll take a class. You took it with me and like, I would take one with you. Like even now, I don't do that. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Even like, everything like the way you're like maybe like a business class like the way everything you started with having a mental breakdown to building this team (laughs) like and the work your team's producing it's like well you really like did that so I feel like a lot of people do have an ego and hopefully they can learn early on to just get rid of that (laughs) for sure for sure and in the episode that Mariana and I did she made a really good point that your your ego is keeping you broke I go back and forth on whether I'm like, you know, you need to be talented to be successful versus you need to have good business acumen to be successful. I go back and forth all the time. Um, And I don't know what the exact ratio is. But I think that humility is so freaking important in our industry. And I think because of social media, that's why a lot of people are like, Nope, I'm not taking that class. I'm not learning from them. They can't teach me anything. When I I feel like I also like to watch the process of people who may not, and I hate using the word like may not be on my list. Oh, I hate saying <laughs> that. I hate saying that. I wish there was another way. I mean, it is what it is. There's levels. <laughs> um, There's levels to this-ish. Um, I like to watch people who may not have as much experience as I do because even if I take away one thing from what they did and I incorporate it, fantastic. So humility, we definitely need some more humility in all areas, not I just I watch education. everyone who... Yeah, like I don't like saying, but it's not on my level either. But they are the ones I watch because they're still in that fucking hustle mood. They are grinding and they're posting and like they're being creative on Instagram. And I'm probably posting like bride with a little star. And it's like they're dropping all this information because they're still so hungry. And like even... I don't know, like last week I booked a few clients after my wedding. I haven't done that in years, but I just like, I need that drive back. And when I'm 
running around and super busy, it, it motivates me. So For when sure. these girls from Philip Queens message me, I'm like, yeah, girl, I've been wanting to get to Philip Queens. I missed kind of running around and having a bit of a hectic day, but you know, not on my brides, but right. And then it's like girls like that. I watched them like they're doing weddings and then they're running all over the city and still doing clients. And it's like, yeah, they're, I do probably learn more from them because the people up top are usually gatekeeping anyway. So. For sure. For sure. What do you think is the ratio of technical skill versus business skill that people should <laughs> that people should be investing? Because I, I don't know, like I said, I go back and forth. Like I feel like it should be 50-50, but then sometimes I'm like, well, you can be a half decent artist, but provide a phenomenal client experience and that sets you apart. What do you feel like you think is the good ratio to invest in education skill-wise and invest in it business-wise? From my experience, I definitely probably am like 99% skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to get more on the business side. I'm the first to admit like my life's not perfect over there. I just invested in like a business um thing now but my thing is with that is like for me I, I this isn't the answer to your question the ratio I don't know but I do think the skills more important right now I think when people worry about the business side first of all it's not like you aren't even worried about the right shit like for me everything's trial and error like did I owe man money on my taxes yeah did I not file in one year like yeah like because I'm winging it like everyone else I'm just the only one admitting it yep, yep but the other thing is too like for me like my skill is more important. This is a bride's day. So like she doesn't care if I'm taking 60% commission out of my pay. Like (laughs) I want her to look good, feel good. I want her to tell people. So I definitely was way more, but as I'm growing and want to grow, the business is important for me. I really want it to be 50, 50 going into 2024. Like I want to be, um, for the first time ever, I finally sat down on my accountant because every year I'm like before January and then January is here. So we Mm -hmm. did that. And like for me already, um already patrice it's about to be like i want to go into january it's november no but i want to go into january my life together but like what do you talk about this early (laughs) like i had like i wanted to get a new llc because it's under my previous name like i want to go in like um yeah like really together and like i want to just like like if I go to Cosmoprof and like my business account because PNC hates me isn't working, I'll just use my regular. And <laughs> I never like even tell anyone. It's just like I'm just like spending money, like dipping into the wrong money. And, you know, like that conversation might be so far fetched from someone newer or whatever. But that's true. I do wish I started caring more about the business and more early on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting even with that i think like people think having a studio is like impossible no that was the easiest thing i've done i i'm in real estate and i didn't open a salon for years because i was so scared and like i just can't believe like literally anyone can go open a studio like, right you make the money you pay the rent like it's right. that simple but everyone's so scared of the business side so i would suggest the ratio to be 50 50 but maybe prioritize your skill level if you have to pick one interesting yeah. Maybe, okay. i don't feel like a lot of people will agree but without the skill you're not gonna have a business <laughs> that's true that's true interesting yeah. i always felt like all right the skill is kind of there i don't know jack ish about how to run a business how to start it how to keep it open so like let me breathe life into that first get that up and then I'm going to take what like that skill that I already have because most of us started what 
doing hair or doing makeup yeah, on just like ra- yeah on yeah. just like random people um so I was like all right let me breathe life into business that's how I started with coaching after I left my full-time job and then let me see what's up on the skill side but no you make a good point and I just think I have beef with the business end of it like and you know this because I mm-hmm. go on social media and ran all the time I do think that there's people out there who are coaching business and are doing good I feel like that's part of the reason I was holding back to sign up for this one because I talk so much shit about it but it's like I saw this like meme or whatever the other day and it's like ask the coach for their profit and loss and I'm like that is what I want to start saying because you got everyone's like oh I can take you from zero to 100k like you literally don't know that like stop making empty promises so then people are paying you all this shit so you can tell them like make this one post and like it's just like i just need the business coaches to be a little more realistic like Mm -hmm. no you might be negative 10 grand your first year because what business are you opening and profiting 100k your first year no one's ever profiting 100k yeah and like make sure and that's the fine line too like you'll bring in 100k but like how much am i putting out 99 110 like so it's like that's my beef with the business coaching and it seems like like, I get it. We don't want to be hustling three weddings a weekend. So you do have to find something else to get income. But like, it's not fair to all these new stylists that are like losing money because you're just you're not really a business coach. So like the, there are some people like who I feel like put a ton of effort into it before they roll it out. And they're the ones who deserve to coach. And like they really do have the experience and they were successful. So that brings me to another question is how do you determine what's a legit educational investment and what's not because shiny object syndrome tells us Mm -hmm. that all right you you tell me that you're going to take me from zero to 100k in my first year of business but then I have this person over here who's not promising anything but is giving tips like how do I know and same thing with hair you know how do I know that this person is going to be a good educator just because they do good hair like how do you know what to invest in how do you know what's a scam how do you know what might not be right for you yeah I feel like it's really hard like I do feel like I know a lot of people in the industry which makes it easier for me like anyone I invested in I kind of personally know or I follow for so long like so we're all just gonna dm you to see if this is legit or not (laughs) (laughs) it's like I feel like I'm either impulsive or I'm like investigating so like maybe I'll see someone and I'm like I don't know. They have credibility like Tanya. Like she's like not even in America. But if she came here, like I'm impulsively booking her. Like I don't need my friend to tell me that she's good. I know because I feel like she's just like well known around the world. But I feel like for education here, I don't know. Like you got to kind of see what works for you. Like I've taken classes that I don't feel like I gained anything from. But I wouldn't say it was a scam. It just wasn't worth the money and I couldn't take it back. Um, I don't like to say that. I don't know. I say that like loosely because I do feel like you're going to learn something no matter what you do. But for there's a price for it. So if I'm investing a certain amount of money, I expect like one person I did a class with, I feel like she was gatekeeping. And for me, it's like, why are you offering education? I'm an open book. If you're coming to me, that might not be everyone's point of view on education. But I do feel like you just have to like kind of follow them, maybe engage with them a little bit. Um, see who else is taking classes with them like I just watch people's social media and how they interact and just try, try to like get a feel from them as a person. Like vibes are everything for me. For sure. I can't be in a class like that. My first class that I drove like to almost New York for, we weren't vibing. And like, I feel like she was kind of over it towards the end. And like, maybe because I was asking too much, but like, 
Damn, That's I just the point booked of a this class. class and drove all the way here with my model. <laughs> like, so I, I don't think there's anything you can do to like not get scammed, I guess. But mm-hmm. just do your research. Maybe message people and ask how the class was. Yeah. Or watch. <laughs> I watch how people do too. Like, if I see everyone taking a class with this girl, like I'm going to their page and looking for their progression. Like, <laughs> are you getting any better? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> did Is you get really worse? Working? Like, did you quit? <laughs> yeah. No, that's or real. Just, like, take the chance, whatever. Like, you'll make it back in one wedding. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's that's real. That's really real. Because if someone looks at my page, what's going to make them confident to invest? Like, I, I barely even post education. So, we're going to change that. Though. Ch- I know. Well, I know it's all right. It's all right. Twenty twenty four. Listen, we're going to change that because I feel like you have just a really good eye and I know I'm like hopping backwards a little bit, but I feel like you have a really good eye to see what someone's doing wrong. And that's where I lack. If I'm bringing somebody onto the team and training them from scratch, I don't always have a good eye to correct what they're doing wrong. And I feel like you have that. Like I could be like, to my thumb could be two centimeters too far down <laughs> on the curling iron you'd be like no you need to move your thumb up I'm like how did you see that? I think that's because I'm the type of person like and sometimes I feel like when I'm the student I might come off kind of rude but like I need to know why like you can't tell me to do something and not tell me why so I feel like when I'm telling you it's wrong like I need to tell you why so I'm like really like stalking you while you're styling and as much as I say I don't have um I haven't done a lot of education I mean I managed a blow dry bar for years and the turnover there is get a new person every day so I feel like I did a lot of training there and yeah we had like a high standards there of style and so I I feel like a lot of that is from that too so I think like you'll get there with experience and the more you style and you're like well why does hers look like that and mine doesn't Mm -hmm. that's when you're gonna be like move your thumb two centimeters I mean I'm not trying to be an educator so (laughs) you literally are but okay (laughs) Uh, no no I, I I feel like I get tripped up on as I'm talking, I'm like, does this even make sense? Do I, am I even saying like what I mean? Yeah. I, I just, no, I'm going to leave that to you. Gotcha. So anytime <laughs> we get someone, I'm just always going to send them to you if they need it. But I want to switch gears a little bit and warm up the tea, but I promise it's going to be tasteful. So my frustration sometimes in, in the few times that I did teach is that And I know that it's not fair to compare other people's progression to my progression, but I feel like I literally knew zero about hairstyling. And in under a year, I became what I feel like is a pretty decent, like I I can get by. I can get by. You're a bridal hairstylist. There's no just getting by. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, Makeup is just like my number one love and number one strength and I miss it so much. But um, because I knew that I progressed so quickly, but I literally took a class, went home that night, replicated it, probably sent pictures to you, probably took it out, redid it, like put in the work to get better. And my frustration is that people will take classes or take education or take training and then still be at the same space or still be at the same spot or don't go home and replicate or or even try to put in the work to practice. Like, what do you think is making people not 
put in the work because they don't have to because there's a group on facebook that's like hey who's available this saturday and the first person who comments gets it there's literally no standards it's like and that's why i feel like i am where i am without a team and like i am bringing someone on now slowly and like she's what i really want but i feel like that's why like there's no standards i feel like there's so many companies who want to be bridal stylist professional and then mediocre bridesmaids hair which is crazy because those bridesmaids are gonna get married again so like i'll never comprehend it but i feel like i see it way too much like the second stylists aren't good so it's like why is that person go home and practice to be on your team when they can just hop on someone else's wedding and do mediocre work that's a good point that's a really good the, point the and standards then, are low unless you and that's probably why people like us have trouble getting people because you're not just bringing on anyone right i didn't even think about that i really didn't it's even actually think about frustrating that. because we're always like oh like respect our industry like we're a doctor but then we don't respect the industry so Dang, it's like how when your bridesmaid's hair fell out before the ceremony like it's just like yeah come on and breach a word i will because i can it's literally my biggest pet peeve like it's not fair to and then it's like when you when i go as a second stylist sometimes i feel like they're they want the bridal stylist and i'm like yeah i get it because you guys have this vision now that the second is not good so Mm. then i gotta show off real quick (laughs) yes (laughs) wow i didn't even think about that and that's a really 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 good point um and we've all posted on there but Absolutely. You know, I barely do. And if I do, like, uh, I don't know why I do because I'm still going to my network, but I will, like, really stalk them girls. Like, I want to see, I go to your tagged photos. Like, I don't want to see the good angle you posted. I really want right. to see what you're putting out. Right. But I just don't feel like a lot of people are like that. They're, like, booked and done. And maybe that's where the business side comes in. That's true. That's true. But then, I don't know. Maybe I'm going off on a tangent a little bit. But then I think about, like, okay, so whoever comments first who has not, invested as much time in as another stylist did into being better when you bring that person onto that wedding and the hair is mediocre then what I feel like you're in a worse position than just taking everybody yourself that's why I won't bring them I literally won't like if I can't tell that you're gonna be good enough I just won't have you. I'd rather, I literally rather bring my friend who doesn't do hair and have her curl and get through it. Like bringing someone who's not good is just so much worse than going alone. Like I'd rather tell the bride my second got COVID and like couldn't come because like you're not putting my name on that, first of all. And now I got to fix everyone. Then it's uncomfortable. So they're going to wait until you leave. So now I'm fixing everyone in four minutes. It's just, it's not worth it. Right. But I just don't feel like a lot of, business owners care they're like we don't have time to fix you and they don't i make the clients comfortable to tell me like there has been times the second stylist left that i might have fixed one or two people but it's just communication or like maybe that didn't work but i knock on wood never had to fix a whole bridal party for sure but i feel like i'm just my standards are so high with the second which is why i probably don't have a big team and right. i could be making a lot more money but my reputation is more important than that respect 100 percent respect and there have been times over the past couple years that i've thought about that too and that's why i thought oh my gosh it'll be so great to take on somebody who may be not who may not be as skilled in the industry let me teach them let me help them let me like artistically mentor them and build them up and give them an opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't have, but then they leave. 
So for me, like the, I think personality is more than anything to me. So I rather bring someone on, but then I end up in that situation too. But I do feel like it's, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like I feel like I bring on people who I kind of know, which I don't know if that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. But if I know their personality and I know they have a little bit of loyalty, then I don't worry about that. Like the person I'm bringing on now, it's kind of like she doesn't book out far with other artists. Like we had that conversation and she's just naturally like a loyal person. So I don't have to like be like, here's a non-compete and drill it. And it's really hard to find people like that. And it sucks because like you said, like I watched my friend, she trained someone and they kind of like pieced out and it's like, but it, I feel like you just, I don't know. I guess it's just the risk you have to take, but I think that it's only benefited me. I think once is giving, and, and I figured that that was a perk of being on the team. Like you get free education, uh, because otherwise you'd pay hundreds of dollars per hour, um, to get someone else. So I figured, let me give you the free education, train you exactly on how I want your work to look. Um, but it's, it's been a, a big risk that has, not paid a lot of dividends yeah because those people should still be invested in their career like right you should be signed up for classes and on i just think that's where we come back to like they're just making quick money and hopping on other weddings they're not really looking to they're they don't want to really learn you're kind of it's your standard to work for you they take the free education then they get an opportunity where the standards are lower and then they leave so then what do i do <laughs> start hitting them get that bitch <laughs> I don't like that's what I feel like you just have to really just keep going through people until you get another Frankie like they're out there but they like someone's looking for a place like this who cares about their team and who's going to give education it's just it's oversaturated so everyone's mm -hmm. just making quick money but maybe like on the off season you can you just have to kind of make that connection with people and I feel like for me like I would work for my friend for less money than a company that I don't really like that much so for like, sure. like I feel like once you start building those relationships and stuff and like I said I just assume everyone has it because I'm so grateful and that's from work at the blow dry bar I met a million stylist um but yeah I think like as you already have a huge network compared to when you first started so it's it, all your people <laughs> good <laughs> literally <laughs> and as you keep growing like you're gonna get your own like i don't know if like madison's still with you mm -hmm. like i feel like that just ended up being i don't even know her just a mutual connection and now she's like someone good on your team oh so my god she's freaking amazing it's like one in a million but then they're worth it because now you got two of them <laughs> exactly <laughs> and exactly. i have one so. <laughs> so yeah it pays off it just takes time that's true. That's true. Wow. That was a happy tangent. I'm glad that we talked about that. Yeah. Going to warm it up a little more. Please do. I think that I'm going to just come out and say it. There's, there's a fine line between learning versus leeching. I feel like there are artists who are genuinely hungry to do, be, and have more, whether it's skill, whether it's business. And there are other artists who are like, let me be an opportunist and take advantage and like milk this information off of this other person. So as an educator, if somebody reaches out to you, how do you know the difference between a learner versus a leecher? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I can kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to like read in people, but there's like certain people like you who I wanted to give all this free knowledge to because I just knew like, I don't know, like you would appreciate it and you weren't leeching. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that when people message me, I can kind of tell. And it's like those people who like, I don't know. I feel like they just, you don't really hear from them or anything. They don't comment. They don't support you. They're just a nobody. But then like maybe they see an opportunity like maybe like I don't know, your social media is getting busy or someone posted you and then they like slide in a DM like let me know mm. in your next class. Like well, why don't you just inquire to do a class and ask right. you my price and like even sometimes I feel like people throw them little like 
things like let me know when i can come and it's like what like and it's not like i need something from you because i'm giving you something but like what good are you to me like you're just like a ghost follower and then you're kind of just like oh by the way like i want to learn or like i feel like when you're teaching a class and looking for a model i don't know it's like certain hairstylists who are like oh i'll be a model and it's like why because you don't want to pay to mm, learn like interesting and i don't like saying that because i don't mind if a hairstylist but i just think like you can kind of see those people who are like yeah looking for an opportunity for like free shit and it's like girl putting some work like right. it's not even just about the money though it's like everything like for sure for sure and i want to see you hustle a little bit and it, but i also get into a trap because i'm like if you don't hustle as hard as i hustled then you don't really want it and i need to break myself out of that because i was literally like back against the wall had to learn how to do hair or else i would have to refund these people who i've just booked hair and makeup for um but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, and I think it's because I've also been burned so much by trying to bring yeah. on new hairstylists and trying to teach them. I've built people's kits for them just to have them like block me essentially. Well, I think that's too, where like, it's good for you to give back to people like that, but they have to give too. So like, if you're giving them the education, like give them a product list and they have to work on building that. So then they have a little invested too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like even the people I help, I kind of, I guess like, the people who I want to work with, I just see the opportunities they take. Like if I'm like, hey, like I'm doing this class if you want to come. Like um, like I said, I messaged the one girl like I'm doing a content day if you want to come. Got her a model and makeup artist and she jumped right on it to me. Like that cost me zero dollars and right. she took full advantage. So like that's someone who I want to like invest into. Right, right. And she didn't get anything. I mean, I guess she did, but she didn't get anything out of it. Like I didn't buy her a kit or anything. For sure. I know I need to chill on that i will i will but like maybe there's ways you can get them to kind of commit to something too that's not costing you like financially or like free education right right i know like I'll don't teach the it. class until they buy the kit list <laughs> that is a good <laughs> now point. they're invested too what are they going to do with this kid if they don't know makeup <laughs> that is a good point yeah. that's a really good point i know i'm out here like but just, it's it's a shame because it changes you a little bit like you had all this faith in people and now like there might be someone you come across that deserves all that and they're not going to get it right and i'm like nope yeah i'm sorry yeah you gotta (laughs) go pay for it and then come back and let me see if you're good no i know i know but i do think you can i don't know i think you're gonna start getting better people anyway like yeah it doesn't have to be which i like people who don't know anything not that don't know anything but like i don't mind that because i like like i said personality is more important i can teach you how to do hair Mm -hmm. i can't teach you to be a good person show up on time not leech for sure so for sure. Hmm. What's a green flag for someone that you're educating? And what's like a red flag? A red flag is someone who's kind of like, like I said earlier, if I'm teaching you something you already know, just kind of like take it in. Like you can't teach me some, I won't get like bored. Like if you're like, this is how you curl, I'm going to watch how you curl. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of when they check out or they know it all. Like if they're like, well, yeah, I know, but I do it this way. Like, all right, girl, just taking the info. Like this is how right, I do it. Right. And I think that the red flag, I don't, well, that was the red flag. But when oh. teaching too, I think what people do is like, and I've done it. I've taken a class and I'm like, and you probably have done it. I'm like, oh, she's using this product, this comb. She brushes with her left hand. And I'm like, when I leave, brush my left hand, get in this product. And I think I'm going to beat her. Right. You just have to take in everything. Like what I teach you, what this person teaches you wait learn on right. social media and be your own thing you're never gonna like like i'm taking a class with sonata i'm not gonna be sonata like i mean maybe <laughs> but like <laughs> i can do everything she does and i'm not her like i just have to do my own thing and i think everyone kind of and maybe that's why they don't get better after a class either like you're not like just take 
everything and you have, we're artists like you have to just add your own um and then a green flag is just someone who just literally takes it all in like i want you to ask questions and you know ask to try what i'm doing like if i'm crone and you want to try it um or even if you just sit there with someone who can just like take everything in and mm-hmm. not just be like a know-it-all like we all know something so right i'll take a class and you'll show me what i know but i'm gonna learn something i also really like that when i worked with you and i don't know if this is something that you offer it to everyone or if it was just because it was me but I like that I can send you pictures and you'll critique them and say like all right this is what you should do different on the next one here's what you did good but here's what I you know what yeah. I would work on for the, the class next I one. the class I just taught I literally told them that I'm like do these styles um we did do three which I I wasn't sure about um it was kind of like a trial and error I don't know if I would do that many again but I told them like do all three send me pictures like as long as they're open to criticism mm-hmm. and yeah like I want videos angles of it like tell me how it held up and then because it's so easy for me to give feedback off of pictures especially if I saw how you work so yeah I still do that yeah um, and you'll like circle it yeah <laughs> and draw arrows I really like that Pulled meanwhile I'm like how do you how did you even put the marks on that picture um, <laughs> um did anyone send you pictures not yet but I'm gonna follow up with them okay yeah it was only like a week ago though so See, I don't know. I'm, I know. I'm I know. Like, well, so it's funny you asked that because when they left, they both were like stressing about a model. And I'm like, you like, you better get Diana. And after that's my point, like, because they're like, oh, this person might not be photogenic. It's like after the class, don't go right for content. Just right. practice. So right. like if your dad has long hair, like he's getting a bun today. Period. It's not like I think we and I think that's part of social media. Like we're, we all just have so much pressure. Like I did this class. Now I need the perfect model with the perfect clothes and jewelry and spray tan. And, and it's like, no, I just need to go get Diana and practice this while mm-hmm. I know it. And for those of you that don't know, Diana is a fire mannequin <laughs> off a of pivot point. I'll link it in the show notes. But Diana, me and Diana have have um, been through a lot. Like she is the reason, in addition to Jen, Diana is the reason why um, I can crank out a hairstyle too. But I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It's a really good mannequin. Yeah, I think it's important to just keep doing it. Um, and then it's like if you wait until you get a client or this perfect content day, you're going back to your old stuff you're not trying anything new because you're like i'm not wasting it on this perfect content day exactly or like exactly if, yeah if i have a bridesmaid i'm like i can't try it on her i go right back to what i'm comfortable so you yeah. just have to practice on everything and don't even worry about social media right and i feel like and look this is just me but if i if i'm taking a class and if i don't a, a hands-on skill class not a business class if i'm taking a hands-on training technical class if I don't go implement that right away whatever you talked about it doesn't matter how many pictures I took it doesn't matter how many videos I took while I was there if I don't go implement that right away it's gone so even after a week you could forget yeah. it. I'm just going back to whatever I was doing because I'll even sometimes look back on the class that we went to in New York and I'm like dang wait what wait how though like how do we get there so y'all please just get, yeah. let's get the hustle back make the hustle great again <laughs> like. that class I do wish I did hands-on because she does mm-hmm. literally everything different than me so mm-hmm. I'm like damn I should have done a hands-on um she's coming back <laughs> really when yeah, February I think it's 30% off right now too really how much was it the first time 
like less like 300 it wasn't a lot yeah i think oh actually i don't know ignore all that okay the 30 percent off isn't her but she might be coming back okay yeah, yeah. but I, yeah so i do wish i did hands-on with that because she does literally everything opposite of me and i'm like damn she could have helped me right right what makes me nervous to do that class again is that i feel like her style is so intricate and like like this much hair by this much like so 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 intricate and sometimes I freak out and I think a lot of people get in this situation too when they take a class as well is that I'm sitting here in this class that's three hours long right and obviously it takes a little bit more time because you're sitting here explaining what you're doing but let's say you didn't talk and you just executed the style and it took you an hour and 45 minutes on wedding day. I can't necessarily take an hour and 45 minutes. So sometimes I get freaked out about that too. And I think a lot of people do as well. And that's what makes people revert is that they're like, I would love to implement this, but I don't know if I have the time to, which is why you got to practice when you get home. <laughs> well, I feel like I got like three topics cause here's my ADHD kicking in. Yeah, so let's hear it. One, when you said, um, the class for me, I probably wouldn't take her class again because I'm finally, I used to be like, Oh, I got to know everything. And her work's beautiful. And that's what attracts me to it. It's just mm-hmm. like a client. Like if they're like really pretty and like whatever, like the makeup's really good. It's getting more likes than someone who has no makeup on at all. Like I just posted the trial versus wedding day. Like if I would have posted her trial day, no one would have liked it. Right, like, right. So I feel like um, even when clients show us pictures, like do they like her or the makeup? And I feel like it's kind of the same with education. I'm like, well, like her work's beautiful and the quality of her pictures are good, but that's not my style. I right. want like more like clean. I want glam waves, maybe like a high bond. So her work isn't my style, but I just told you like, like I just got excited. Like, is she coming back? So it's like when you're looking to take a class, like make sure that's even your style. If you don't know your style yet, just take the class. Right, but, right. Because even that, like everyone's like narrowed down to one style. You just might not know it right now. So just keep doing. But for me, like I don't like boho, so I'm not taking a boho class. Right. But, like SV Glamour, her work is beautiful. And like, right. I might be tempted to take one, but I won't because I don't want to do that kind of work. But, um, and then that's a good point. Yeah. It took me a little while to figure that out. Cause I'm like, I don't have one style, like one literally style, but I like, like, I like glam waves. I like clean buns. Like I like high buns, um, ponytail. So like, I'm not going to, and I don't like braids and boho. So, yeah. So when you're looking for a class, make sure it's what you like to do and not just like, because that person's good interesting because I feel like when we went to the class together in New York I was at that point where I was like I don't know what my hairstyle or like what my hairstyling niche is but I know that I like her work so for me at that time that was exactly what I needed and I feel like it gave me a good foundation because now granted (laughs) I am nowhere near her level of expertise and skill and whatnot but it allowed me to be like, all right, well, her work is, is even if it's textured, is very clean. That's something that I want. Even her clean work, tight, not a, not a frizz in place. Great. That's what I want. Do I want all of those like twists and tendrils yeah. coming down and like, like, no, I'm not spending 20 minutes on like a, a three millimeter wide piece of hair, but it did give me a good foundation to figure out what I want. So that's a really good point is that if you don't know your niche style, start somewhere and then take some elements yeah especially most opties and stuff have the same foundation like you need a base you need a shape so it's like you're not going to regret it but as you're growing and figuring it out then you should start kind of going towards like 
the artists that you like their work like you want to start doing that work for sure and it brings me back to when you were like i can't take an hour and 45 i feel like and i don't know um what you give per person but i feel like a lot of stylists are kind of like that like i gotta be fast and Mm -hmm. i went through that phase i would literally Mm -hmm. was taking up these classes that the artist was advertising quick updos and now you couldn't put me in that class for free right so i take an hour and a half if i need I block at an hour and a half for my bride, but I have a 15 minute buffer. So I always have an hour and 45 minutes on the bride. So mm-hmm. for me, if like Cash's work was my goal and it took me an hour and 45, I wouldn't let that stop me. I would just block at an hour and 45 and obviously raise your prices to cover it. But um, yeah, I don't know if you still worry about timing, but don't. <laughs> um, I still worry about it a little bit. Like we just had a wedding over the weekend where um, the mother of the groom was like my hair just doesn't hold a curl like it just doesn't and she wanted a half up style which you're already curling every piece of the head and she wanted it in like a glam wave kind of curl so I'm like all right well I'm gonna glam wave curl it and set a few rows spray it let that sit let that cool and then take those rows out and then finish like the top half of the head and for someone that wasn't the bride that took me an hour and a half yeah I do I do run into that sometimes with the glam wave being more popular now for bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just with a makeup artist last weekend, and she's like an hour and a half per bridesmaid. So I'm like, what does she charge you? Like, I, I know she's good. I know she's expensive. And right. I'm not to the point where I want to add in that extra for the mom who wants it. But if it comes down to that and... Like, if that's the style that our area is going to start going towards and we need more time, then I think it just, you have to raise your prices and do it because your work's more important. So right, right. if that's the work you're going to be putting out, people are going to pay it and then you're paid for your time. I know. I but know. I agree, like sometimes, but then you do make up on like the next bride who's like short hair and wants nothing. Right, right. And I don't know. It's just, and I tell people this all the time, especially when they do makeup and they want to learn hair. I'm like, Okay, but just keep in mind with makeup, everybody has two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. I can execute 45 minutes to an hour makeup, no problem. But when someone comes to you that has like a ton of hair or it's not all the way prepped or it might still be wet in the middle or, you know, they want an intricate style, there's no like one size fits yeah. all timing when it comes to hair. So that that's something that I definitely struggle with. Um, and that's something that I tell people a lot of times when they want to learn hair but I don't know I'm going off on a tangent but um timing is what I think keeps at least me and and I would say other people especially excuse me ones that I have trained or tried to I see them revert because I see that they want to get done faster yeah yeah, I, I definitely watch my time when I'm at weddings. Like, if I take long on this person, I'm like, all right, how can I catch up on the next person? But I I don't think my work shows for it. Mm-hmm. But I do know, like, sometimes when I work, and I feel like it's maybe more inexperienced, like, they start to kind of panic inside, and they're like, I just got to get out of here. Yeah. So yeah. then their work starts <laughs> to go down, and it's right. like, just it's not worth it. Like, it's you're going to be fine on the time. Like, I feel like how, like you probably always have extra time anyway. Like, well, I guess it depends, but we could talk about that separately. The way I do my timeline, I feel like I end at a perfect time to where like I'm out, the photographer's in and like, God forbid I could probably run behind 40 minutes and be fine, but knock on wood. Like I literally never run behind because of kind of the way I structure my timeline. Right. So I'm willing to, (laughs) yeah, help me out there. Help me out. Yeah. Um, and you know what? What I appreciate about this podcast, too, is just having, like, open conversations. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, my timing is perfect. No, we we 
can run behind sometimes. Um, but I'm, I'm going a little bit too far off of the initial point, which is, you know, I think it can be frustrating from an educator perspective. And I'm calling myself an educator loosely because I, I, it's not like I'm offering classes to people that are not on the team. Um, I'm just offering my little minuscule classes to the people that are. I think people revert a lot for timing's sake. That was the overall point of everything. Um, what advice, I want you to give advice from both the client perspective, from a, a client meaning like a hair and makeup artist looking for education. And then I want you to give your best advice that you would give to someone who wants to start education. So let's start from the client perspective first. What is one piece of advice that you feel like you would give to a client who has never invested in education before? So I would say just set like give yourself a goal like how many times like maybe start even if it's something like once a year once a wedding season um pick a class and just enroll in it um and then to find the educator you, like i said earlier just find like the style that they do um and that you kind of feel like you like the person to connect with them on instagram and i would just say just just book it make it a priority um you're probably going to pick up a wedding you weren't expecting and just use that money and invest in it and just schedule it period and then if there was a new educator coming up that was looking at you like, oh my gosh, I want to be just like you, what advice would you give to them? Before you offer education, make sure you're ready to educate and not gatekeep. Um, it's just not fair for these educators who are offering this solely to make more money without doing brides. So I would just say you have to just be ready to give up everything. Like you have to not be scared. Someone's going to come steal your business. It can't, it's right. And that's where we come back into community over competition. That never um, scares me. Me and my friends get the same inquiries and I'm like, Oh good. She booked you because there's another bride who's going to want me on that day. And I think um, some people who get intimidated by that are going to hold back because they're like, well, if I teach her all this, she's going to put out this work. Right. And like, that's not fair. If you, It's fine. Not everyone wants to give up information, but then don't offer education. Oh, can we talk about community over competition? Yes, for one let's second? go. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, topic. And I think this also plays a little bit into like the learning versus leeching only because I feel like I have been so burned. I'm not going to lie. My mind goes to what are you going to steal from me? What are you going to take from me? Um, you know, wh why do you want to do all this? So like, first of all, hold on, before we get into the question that I have, talk to me about, I hate to say, talk to me about your philosophy, <laughs> but I don't know another word. Talk to me about your point of view. There we go. On community over competition. Okay. So the thing with the community over competition is I feel like people preach it and hashtag and post it, right. but they don't mean it. Right. And it, it comes down to things like being in those Facebookers, which I left and rejoined and certain people just like annoy me with it because for me it's genuine it's community over competition yeah. from my makeup artist friends um hairstylists we are like I'm just like I said it 10 times so grateful for them because we all genuinely mean it but then I see people posting like oh who's available this day I'll send you the client's info for a fee or something like like she's going to move on to someone else anyway but right. then you want to be screaming like commun community over competition and at the end of the day if we all just like if we all work together, this is an industry and it never was. This was kind of like a gig. And now we've right. all made it an industry. But right. then like doing shit like competition over community cheapens us. And it's like, 
I don't know. I can go on and on about this. I just I, I want to for a second, if that's okay. So what does what does community look like? Like for me, it's all of us supporting each other. So when we have all this support groups and we ask a question, you support like, and. I can go to someone like for me, I can text anyone like, Hey, this bride wants me all day. Like, what do you think I should charge? And they're going to answer me. But I know if I post that in that group, mm. well, what do you think you're worth? Well, have you been in this business? And it's like, okay, like, like what would you charge? That's, that was my question. <laughs> right. Like, But people just get so ahead of themselves. and want to appear more legit than they are. And it's like, I've posted stuff like that in the group and got those responses. And like, I do want to come at their life and be a little more ghetto, but I got it together <laughs> and, and just didn't because them. it's like you, like you aren't getting inquiries for all day brides and you don't know the answer. So instead right. you're trying to belittle me. Right. So yeah. Right. Interesting. Put all that on the <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I love this. I yeah. love like straight, no chaser conversation. Cause I feel like we're not having that. Like we're, we're talking about it one-on-one, -on -one, but we're not, having an open discussion I feel like the only way for us to get more respect from ourselves from our quote-unquote competition from our clients is to just hash this ish out now and not be talking about it one-on-one -on -one with our only with our friends yeah. like I want to have conversations with somebody that doesn't share the same viewpoint like community over competition yes I don't look at other people as my quote unquote competitors. And I'm going to be like, Oh my God, no, I'll never answer a question that you have in DM. But because I have been so scarred and so burned, it's hard for me to open up to so many people that I didn't meet right away. Like I met you right away, obviously yeah. anything you need, whatever information you want to see my tax return. That's fine. <laughs> you want my social. That's fine. But when new people come in and ask questions, my guard immediately goes up just because of what I've been through. And I want to start to heal that a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like I started to get there a little bit too. And I'm, I'm so glad I like caught myself because I think I go and rant about it and that's what keeps me in check to not become that person. But it's even like little things like, um, and I just went on a rant about this recently. Like People will say like, oh, I'm opening my salon or I'm opening a suite. And people are like, oh, how is she opening a suite? Who does she think she is? And it's like, just because she's not scared to take the leap and she's not scared to chase her dreams. Like, why are you hating? Like, right. like just support her. And if she fails, she's still one step ahead of you because she tried. So exactly. it's like, I just can't stand those little indirect comments like, oh, how's this person teaching? And I think that's where I get. And I'm someone who doesn't care what people think. But for some reason, when it comes to being like, oh, I'm an educator, I do get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And maybe because there's, I guess, bigger educators or like maybe they're just better on social media at putting it out there than me. Right. That I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be like, why does she think she's an educator? And it's like, well, like. I tr I'm working on not letting that bother me, but it's from seeing comments like that. Like, Oh, she's opening a salon. How's she doing that? It's like, just support her. <laughs> Why do you right, care? Right. And I hope that you realize too, your worth as an educator, because you have some of the best classes that I've taken because I know that you care about how I'm doing it. And like, you've never, and, and I've, I've taken a couple outside of you, whether it's online or in person, but you never take the curling iron and like do it yourself so that we can get out. Yeah. You never are like, oh yeah, that's good enough. And I feel like I've been in situations where I'm like, no, my, th this doesn't look like how you taught me. Tell me how to do that. So 
I I hope that you get to the point where you're like, no, I am that B-I-T-C-H as well, an educator. I appreciate it. You and that's are. the goal. <laughs> you, but yeah. seriously, because you are, because I don't, I, I think that it's become a dollar chase. And yes, I want everybody to make as much money as possible. You know, whatever your venture is, whether it's education, whether it's just bridal styling. But um, I appreciate that for you, it's not about the money. It's about the result. And if you ask me, that's what sets you apart because I haven't seen that yeah anywhere like like anywhere well no I'm glad that that's the point of view you get because that is my goal so community looks like supporting each other and not you know taking jabs over somebody else's success and not feeling small and whatnot yeah not, like I I get it not everyone's gonna like I can't just message like a random hairstylist who we're not friends and be like hey what do I charge like I do get it but yeah it's like those side comments or like like I've gotten like the must be nice comment and like mm-hmm. I will like punch a hole in the wall yeah. over that because it's like must be nice like you have no idea because I don't run around with a tripod set up what I went through to get here right but and I feel like that's a little like that kind of plays into that too because like just be like more supportive in the community like keep the negative we can't expect respect from clients when we don't like respect each other mm, talk about it talk about <laughs> it why do you feel like that is in I our think- industry and I was talking to Mariana about this the other day and she was like do other industries have this like does a does a, an accountant like go up to another <laughs> accountant and and talk like this and have this kind of spirit does a construction worker because they're contracted does a construction worker have this kind of spirit where do you think it comes from in our industry I do think all industries have it you think so yeah and I think a lot of them are insecure um my husband's a roofer I feel like anytime it's like a little competition it's like they're insecure with their business um like in real estate I feel like like you know maybe I just attract this because I'm a good person but I'm Mm -hmm. the people I'm around in real estate are supportive it's definitely like a community and um but other places I don't feel like that I feel like it's really competitive so I I think it's in every industry I just our industry is a little different so I guess I don't expect it as much right right how do we get more towards the community side like like what are actions that we can take or what are mindset shifts that we need to implement so that we can be more supportive of each other I feel like we just have to stop focusing on the people like who don't support it like like for me like sometimes I want to match their energy but then it's like now I'm part of the problem (laughs) right so it's like I just don't I don't associate with them I don't care if they're paying more than I charge and they need a second stylist like I do not want to be associated with you I don't want to be a part of that and it's like the more we kind of like and I don't do the same thing as them I don't stoop to their level and like be competitive so Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. just need more people like us (laughs) period I love that and I'm you know like I said I myself need to start healing a little bit granted I'm not like a 100% gatekeeper but I definitely need to feel you out yeah if you're coming in to see what I have going on I need to feel it out a little bit um but I think once we get to that point where we are more supportive of each other and we do speak more positively about each other then we can move in a better direction because even sometimes on 
wedding day and I'll tell my team this all the time like you do not bash another artist I don't care if the client says that she flung her own poop on the walls like we're gonna be like oh okay I'm so sorry that happened and move right along rather than be like oh my god she did what that's so impressive like we do not bash other artists yeah Um, I don't and I think that's a small step yeah small step even I just had a few maybe which was weird two people in um October came to me they got rid of their stylist after their trial that conversation was okay and done like maybe i asked to see i did ask to see the pictures i want to like the first thing i say is like i want to know if it's you or them right the first time it was them and i told them that works beautiful but even if it's not same i'm just like okay maybe they're not experienced in that style yet but i feel like that comes down to being insecure again too where it's like oh that's trash and now you feel this much better but you just right. bash somebody like right you could have right. just there's like amazing colors who maybe try to take that person on and it was just they couldn't do it but you don't have to bash them (laughs) for sure for sure wow I love that conversation and I know that went off on a little bit of a tangent Mm -hmm. from education but I feel like it's definitely something that needs to be said and a conversation that needs to be had because the industry is a little bit tainted but I don't think it has to be and I think we can get to a better place if we're more supportive of each other if we have nicer things to say about one another um and if we really adopt like I think that you're the epitome of community over competition I fall somewhere in the middle but um I definitely want to be more more like you so I appreciate you sharing your viewpoints on that so we're going to do a little rapid fire don't think about it oh god just (laughs) it's going to be fine it's going to be fine it's not going to be too off the wall um first rapid fire question is what is something non-bridal or business related that gives you the ick and that's a rapid fire (laughs) I don't know. Just think about it. Just a random like ick. Wait, can we come back to it? Give me your next one. I, I feel like I got to warm up. Okay. All right. Um, if you had $5,000 right now, what are you doing with it? Paying off some credit cards. <laughs> Period. I, do you have a lot of credit cards? No, I mean, I don't have a lot of credit cards, but um, when my grandpa was sick, I like racked up like I was in Georgia like every weekend, like I was P. Diddy. And right. now I'm like, damn, he could have left me like five grand. <laughs> right. I'm dead. I'm not laughing at no. the situation. I'm laughing at how you presented the yeah. situation. Dang, real rap. All right. Um, underrated product that no one's talking about for hair. Oh, my God. I just use bedhead queen for the day it's like a purple can um it is like an aerosol can that you spray root to end so it said volume so i was like oh root no it's root to end and like listen they better sponsor me because i'm about to tell everybody about this wait product. why what does it, it do so i don't even the hair is just so voluminous but like it doesn't feel like there's product in a good way Ooh. yeah i just used it on a few blowouts so i'm like trying to feel it out before i take it to weddings but you can use it on dry hair too but the volume is just like, I feel like the hair doubled. Like, go get the, it. Like, it like looks the strand, like the amount like, yes. doubled. Yeah. From like, yeah, just All go right. get it. <laughs> we're going to link. And you said it was bedhead queen for a day. Queen for the day. Yeah. All I'll right. Send you it. We're going to link that in the show notes for sure. Um, But I'm a product hoarder. I need to. And I'm not. So for me to try one, because once I like it, that's it. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's my new off topic from a rapid fire but in the same lane as hairspray i ordered the schwarzkopf silhouette spray from walmart.com because it's supposed to be quicker to get here and it's still delayed what is another freaking liquid hairspray that i can use that's just as good but what are you using it for 
Um, before I curl, like I'll spray the. I got that and I didn't like it. Really? Um, I I don't know. I definitely didn't give it enough try to say it's not good. I don't feel like I like a wet hairspray or need it. I have went really. Yeah, I went back to Moroccan oil strong hairspray and like I could if I had one product that I could have for the rest of my life, it would just be the Moroccan oil strong. I prep all my glam ways with it. I finish with got to be like that is my product and yeah i don't i spray before i curl and i feel like you spray has, the moroccan oil before you curl yeah and it's like so hydrating i don't know if you remember kasha kept saying it's so milky yeah and like i get it now <laughs> like i feel like my clients are just so hydrated and smooth that i would never spend my money on silhouette because when it came the bottle was broken and i gave up but i yeah. did try it like i was able to use it and i just i don't know i don't think like the wet hairsprays are for me interesting yeah okay because i've been like really racking my brain like dang what's a wet hairspray that i can use because obviously this has to come from like freaking east blip and it's never going to get here so i might as well just like move on i know i was a little disappointed i waited so long for it and i was like mm. oh my but that was another instagram thing i was like i can be them if i buy this and like i'm not them and i don't like it right right <laughs> so. for sure for sure can we come back to the like yeah, random private, ick yeah mm-hmm. oh the so, random ick to think in bridal or you don't want it to be no, just like in life just like in life because like i have mine tell me when um men wear classic ugg boots i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> i just i i don't think that we need to be doing that i like don't i can't think of one okay that's all right if well, i think of one i can let you know before the end of this okay you all right more? i'll accept that yeah i have a couple more um favorite vacation spot Kelly, San Diego specifically. What's what do you do in San Diego? It's funny, everyone. That's literally what everyone says. So okay, we do a lot of like sightseeing, I guess, because everywhere you go, there's like a cliff and then like water, and you just feel like you're on top of the world and there's nothing around you. Oh, but um, in San Diego, yes, I'm gonna show you pictures after oh, this, and then you can link them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll um, link San Diego in the. And I've in the been show there uh, three times, I think, because we kind of yeah, we went back a few times and. Every time we went, there's like a new place that we would see. And it's just like, I'm like, how does this exist? And how is it in California? Like, I know California is beautiful, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just don't feel like I'm in America when I'm in San Diego. Really? Yeah. It's so beautiful. And the weather's nice. The people are nice. Like, I'm just like, I was just looking at pictures yesterday. I'm sad you brought this up. And like, why did I look that good in San Diego? It's because I was happier. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't belong here. Okay. So, if you could move anywhere, would it 100%. be San Diego? Interesting. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. I feel like the only thing I know about San Diego is that like the full house house is there. Is that no, San that's Diego? San Francisco. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> see? Child. No, see, I feel like, well, I wasn't there, but I know from full house. I feel like that's a little more city. Like, I feel like the first place we stayed in San Diego I felt like I was like on an island like wow. it was just like palm trees galore and like yeah it was I'll send you the place I stayed at highly recommend okay um yeah and it was random we only went there because it was during COVID and I was scared to leave the country so mm-hmm. our honeymoon was there oh and then we went back wait when did you get married 2021 I didn't I thought you've been married since like 2015 I mean I should have been but no <laughs> March 2021 wow I didn't know yeah. that and when did I meet you probably. in 2021 yeah so you were just married after I met you I probably wasn't yet what no it would have came up that you're getting married look at my first appointment oh shoot. yeah I was like my phone is because that's in. literally when we met so maybe you'll see 
dang hold on wait i gotta work the math out in my head a little bit so i opened up here no because i opened up late 2021 so you are already married yeah you're already married all right i had to solve that um uh, oh go ahead yeah we i think we met like First time I went to San Diego was September, and I think you did my lashes. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably September 2021 I met you. So it's like six months after. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Wow, interesting. Um, What's a place that you have no desire to visit? <laughs> I feel like this is so random, but Kansas City. <laughs> when I hear it, I just think of, like, I would rather die than go there. And I don't even know. Like, I can't even imagine it. So, Yeah. <laughs> check kansas city mine Don't is take me there mine is ireland i have no desire to oh, ever I would go there really yeah and like look at grass yeah i guess mm. sometimes i like being in the middle of like nowhere i it it's dark and then it gives like small town lifetime movie vibes yeah. but like yeah i don't know yeah i would go there it's funny we were just talking about that me and my husband over the weekend but i probably wouldn't like if i could afford and like get the time off and all, i probably wouldn't go to ireland right right um can we come back to the random ick my random ick is when Patrice keeps asking me my random <laughs> That's ick. fair. Listen, period. That's fair. I just like to know what people's yeah, know. like. That's like. so funny. All though. right. Number one pet peeve then. Oh, I feel like I have a lot of pet peeves. But I can tell you a pet peeve of mine in bridal hair. Okay. When I work with a makeup artist that I don't know, mm-hmm. usually I feel like we click. Like, who doesn't right. <laughs> want to click? Like, you're at a wedding working together. Right. But I feel like one in like a million, I get these makeup artists who like, intentionally won't work the timeline with me like do you ever come across yeah. that it's like we have the same goal we want yeah. her to look good and i'm like and sometimes i just feel like the makeup artist takes some like dead middle of the timeline and it's like well then like when do i get her like i had to come right. i had to come yesterday right and i just right. feel like they act like i'm an inconvenience right yeah i when i would only provide makeup like before we started doing hair and makeup oh. i would run into that a lot but even sometimes well and it's happened a lot this year where we have been on a wedding and there's like three other makeup artists and two other hairstylists and then three of us. I'm like, why, why is this almost like a one to one ratio? But then, yes, it get like, well, I'm, now I'm behind because... Well, when the timeline's short like that, you do got to coordinate with a makeup artist or the opposite, the hairstylist, because if you bring two people with you, you really only have like a nine to 12 maybe. So someone has to take her back to back. So it's like when I get there and they're like, oh, I'm taking her at this time. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And it, it's only seemed to have happened recently that I'm yeah. with. So that's why I'm like, can you guys just book my girl Gina? Because like, yeah. I just, we work together so perfect. Yep. I was just going to say, you already know how you work together. Yeah. It so. is rare though. I do feel like most makeup artists are fine yeah that is like my pet peeve and then i feel like i can't go back and forth with you because like it's the bride's day and like we can't have that tension right so yeah okay i won't ask you any more questions because i don't want you to start hitting me but (laughs) tell people where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you drop all the social media all the all the things. Okay, so Instagram. Address and social. No. Okay. <laughs> Two one thing. Instagram and um, Facebook, it's just Bridal by JB. Um, and then my personal page, I mean, I am on there a lot and post entertaining stuff. So that's just Jen Beck, J-E-N-N-B-E-C-K. And then I'm located in Ben Salem, um, 2263 Bristol Pike. Um, yeah, that's how you can get in contact. Perfect. And her studio space is really, really cute. I love like the dark moody vibe of it and i'm just really excited for you i'm really happy that you decided to um open up 
your own space and I just want to be like you when I grow up because I need to get out of here <laughs> well I just hope that me opening it can encourage someone else too because I it was as easy as running a studio off of another stylist like it's just like it's easier than running an apartment so if you ever thought about doing it just go do it <laughs> for sure for sure make sure that you have the capital to do it though nah, you'll and- figure it out after <laughs> 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 actual no, footage it, of me opening it this isn't up. for everyone but if you can afford it and all and the only thing's holding you back is fear then do it but like obviously if you're a second artist you probably don't need to take on the rent <laughs> right right and you know what hold on let me let me take back what i said because i feel like there's a studio space in everyone's price point yeah because if you go in the depths of facebook marketplace craig's i found this place through craigslist if you go through there you'll even see like these tiny rooms that people are renting for a couple hundred bucks and f it if that's where you got to start that's where you got to start and then of course you'll see like floor to ceiling windows and i'm like oh my god it's probably 1500 boom six thousand yeah, <laughs> yeah. no we ain't doing that um so there's there's a space for everyone's price point so yeah all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode i will be sure to link the things that we talked about in the show notes but until next time my friends be sure to pick a seat and not a side thank you so much brides and bridal biz besties for tuning into another fire episode of pick a seat not a side where we empower brides and bridal beauty pros on their journey to the big day don't forget to follow us on instagram at pick a seat podcast for all of the latest updates and for all the brides searching for their dream hair and makeup team be sure to follow mu8 at mu8 bridal beauty on instagram and you can inquire for your big day at www.mu8bridalbeauty.com We would absolutely love your podcast support. So please be sure to subscribe and leave us a sparkling review if you're loving what you're hearing because your feedback allows us to continue to sprinkle our magic. But until next time, stay beautiful, my friends, and don't forget to pick a seat and not a side.